Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Oh my gosh, Rhonda. We're doing it. We're here. Yay! (laughs) So excited. (laughs) The first Work-Life 360. Yes. Let's How did this even come about? Like, how did... How did I meet you? Like, this is kind of a thing by chance. It was. Well, Ben and I had a conversation going back and forth um, from Freight 360. He had posted some things about brain health and was doing like these nine tips um, to kind of create some conversations about the importance of practicing brain health and mindfulness for success, you know, and with his coaching experience, he's found that that really helps his clients achieve success. And one thing led to another. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm trying to think, um, he had mentioned you to me and then he connected us. Yeah. And, and I've, I've worked with Ben for the past, I don't, gosh, five, six, seven years. Uh, we were both in transportation, um, you know, working for a pretty large transportation company. And then, you know, he left to, to come over and start coaching people and, and changing lives. And he told me all the awesome things that he's doing and, you know, just how fulfilling it is. And I was like, gosh, I kind of need some of that in my life. You know, I'd, I'd been slinging freight for, for 13 years and kind of, <laughs> got tapped out and kind of, you know, lethargic with the job, if you will. And mm-hmm. I was looking for a new challenge. I was like, man, I let me check out this whole, you know, leadership consulting coaching thing. And um, man, I love it. I love it. And and we get to pour into people every day. And so he's like, hey, Bruce, you know, I, I got this podcast 360. You should come on. And so I did. And, you know, we, we talked about phone approach and it was great to be on that episode. Um, you know, we did some role playing and, and he's like, man, what about, what about you having a podcast with, with somebody? And I was like, Oh, I'd love to, I mean, I've got all this, this wonderful thoughts in my brain. Uh, at least I hope I do anyways. And, and he's like, Oh, I got, I got a good person. You, you should connect with Rhonda. And I was like, awesome. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see what this, what this is. And, oh man, we got to talk and, and, you know, we just, work life is is so important. And I think it's a passion of both of ours. Um, you know, myself dealing with, you know, the anxiety, the stress, the, mm. the, the ups and downs of, of slinging freight. And, and I use that term a lot, slinging freight, just cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's what we did, you know, just yeah. moving freight across the country and, um, just work life is, is such an important topic. And I know personally, um, I've, this is something that I've worked on for at least the past eight years. You know, I've got two little kids at home and, you know, being more present with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and being able to spend time with them and, and not bring the stress of, right. you know, the job home. And at the same time, being happy doing what I do. Um, right. it, it's something that a lot of people in transportation deal with. You know, if you're a truck driver, you're, you're away from your family a lot. 
you know, that's stressful. If you're a, if you're a broker or agent, you're spending hours upon hours prospecting, finding trucks, you got fallouts, you got last minute loads, mm-hmm. your customers are, you know, they're up and down. And, you know, how do you, how does one navigate all that? Yeah. Well, you spend over a quarter of your life working, right? Sometimes yeah. more than that. And, you know, sometimes it feels like that's all we do. And it's kind of hard to separate work life from home life. You know, we bring it home consciously and unconsciously, unconsciously, and it impacts, you know, our relationships and how we communicate with each other, how we react, you know, our self-esteem, our self-confidence, you know, and it's really, important to be mindful of that. And I think that's how Ben kind of saw the two of us networking together and connecting to kind of bring it home about how to be more mindful and successful at work and also in your life for personal and professional success. You know, and there's plenty of research that shows how to go about navigating the transition and have success, you know, and, and get rid of some of the stress and step away when you, when you, when you know, it's time to. Yeah. And that's exactly what this show is going to be about is just handling the, you know, there's shows out there that'll give you tips on selling more and and being the best Mm -hmm. broker you can be. And, you know, this is more, okay, now that you've got things rolling, like how do you manage that? Cause that's a whole nother level of stress, you know, how do you, or how do you even manage, uh, building your book of business? You know, 90% of people that become freight brokers end up fizzling out in the first two years. Um, you know, a lot of people, honestly, they kid themselves. They, they see the dollar signs like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I can do anything to make six figures. Um, but then the why, you know, we'll talk about the why a lot on this mm-hmm. podcast, but you don't have a true why as to why you want to do this. Because when, when it gets tough, you know, as salespeople, we have the ability to go out and give ourselves a raise every single day. But when things are tough, when, when we can't get a yes, when we can't get a new customer, mm. when we're, we've got fallouts, is that what we're thinking of? Mm. Of course not. You know, we're thinking of the difficulties. We're not thinking of the opportunity that we have and identifying your why. Like, why are you a broker? Why? Is it just because you wanna make a lot of money? Is it because you wanna help shippers? Like really identifying what's your why really helps with that mindset, really helps get you through those tough days. Yeah, it's all about finding your purpose in life. Like what's your mission, what's your, what do you value, you know, and how do you prioritize your time too, which I know we're also going to get into. And, you know, there's a way, there are ways to go about doing that, but where do we learn these skills? Just like mindfulness. That's not something, I don't know if you've ever learned like through our educational journey, you know, and then you life happens and you have all these responsibilities and, how do you prioritize, you know, your time and how do you manage the stress when it hits the fan and you don't know which way to go and you have three big decisions you have to make that are going to impact different aspects of your life. 
and the stress and anxiety and then our ego, you know, that self-determination to be the best at everything, you know, and that's really hard to do if we really break our life down. Exactly. And, you know, I've downloaded the mindful app and I'll be honest that it was cool at first. um, But with anything, it, 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 doesn't really help until you, it becomes a habit. And right. I, I tried to set aside the five minutes and life got in the way. And I'm like, oh, this is, and then I, I realized like I was paying a bunch of money for it yeah. and I wasn't using it. And <laughs> it, it, looking back, like that was a great opportunity for me to learn to become mindful. And and I was that macho guy that thought like, hey, I, I don't need this mindful stuff. Like it's all fluff, right? <laughs> well, well, the interesting thing is that people are that are really good at it and and most people that are experts at mindfulness will tell you it's a process throughout your life and there's going to be ebbs and flows but to like really start to feel or experience that change in your brain waves and in your body and in your spirit it takes most people about 5,000 hours to 10,000 hours before you're actually considered pretty good. And by that, I mean, you start to notice where your mind is when the stress, when the shit hits the fan. Like the more mindful you are, the more in tune you are with your emotions and your thoughts, the more you're able to put steps into place to make your to set yourself up for success, to be able to respond in a productive fashion versus a negative mindset, stress, automatic reaction response kind of way. Sure. So five thousand hours. Yeah, try try to figure that out. Oh my <laughs> it's gosh. a long time. <laughs> five thousand hours. I. I can't imagine doing anything for 5,000 hours. Um, but it's funny, you know, I look at my, my cell phone and I, I just got a new one recently and I was looking through the old one and it kept track of like how many days, I mean, we're talking days that I've talked on the phone and it was like 83 days of talking on the phone, just minutes added up to 24 hours and then it clicked over to a day. And I'm like, okay. 5,000 hours doesn't seem that bad right now when I put it in that perspective. But, um, you know, again, spending a quarter of our lives at work and of course work is going to translate into home. Like let's be honest, we're in the age of, you know, people are available 24 seven. It's hard to shut Mm -hmm. it off. Like our phones ding anytime we get an email or a text message, like we're more available to uh, the public than ever before. And, Mm -hmm. you know, setting proper boundaries, you know, setting proper expectations with your customers, setting proper expectations with your carriers and your, you know, your staff, if you have a staff, like Mm -hmm. um, I'm working with one guy, um, he's out of um, Houston, Texas, and he has a staff of 30 people. Um, And I told him, I said, well, how do you have an open door policy? And he says, of course I do. I want people to come with, to me with their problems. Well, what we have found out is that having that open door policy, um, people come to him with every problem, not just the big ones. And so I, I told him, I was like, you, you've got to close your door. 
mm-hmm. Travis, you've got to close your door. Um, and you, what you're going to find is a lot of those problems that people come to you with that stress you out because you can't get everything done in the day that you want to get done because mm-hmm. everybody's bringing you their, their crap, right? Shut your door. And what you're going to find is that people are going to figure out these problems on their own. So instead of bringing all this crap to you, that's going to free up your time and, and, take away some of the stress from yourself. So if you're a manager listening and you've got an open door policy, I encourage you to, to close that door. Give your, if you're doing income producing activities, if you're a producing manager, shut your door when you've got income producing activities that you've got to get done. Um, and what you're gonna, you will surely find out that if somebody has a problem, they're gonna figure it out themselves before you actually, it, that fire is gonna put itself out. Um, just a little, tidbit there. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's just like, you know, when we're talking about uh, mental and physical health, no one can do that for us, you know, and that's just in, as important as that meeting or that call or that mm-hmm. employee, you have to schedule time for yourself. And for a lot of people, particularly overachievers, that's really hard to do. And I found with some of the folks that I've worked with, sometimes it's a matter of, again, stopping and prioritizing because if we go, 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 and don't have that reset time and prioritize that reset time, it's gonna show up five, 10, 15 years from now. And we're gonna be in positions where our health is challenged, you know, type two diabetes, heart attack. Like all, mm. we see all of that, like the younger population in their thirties, it used to be older folks. And now it's the younger generation. And it's just that overachievement mentality that you got to get the sale. You know, you got to make it happen. It has to happen today. We really need to think about that as managers and make sure we're communicating to our team that it's also important that you make time for you. Put it on your schedule, block out that half hour, 15 minutes, whatever it is, twice a day, whatever you feel. And and that's the other thing is we need to start to notice when that stress, um, which could be good stress, the excitement of closing the deal, like we need to make sure that we have healthy outlets to let it to let it out so that we can re-energize our bodies and our minds and be productive the next go around. So that's something that's really, really important. And I'm sure you, Bruce, with your clients, you talk about that as well. Sure. And if, if we're talking about demographics and and transportation, most, not all, the majority of brokers are between the ages of 23 and, and 30. It's a young person's right now. Um, mm-hmm. it's a young person's game and that demographic just got out of college where they may or may not have partied a lot. And so alcohol, I mean, let's mm. be honest, alcohol yes. is an outlet yes. for, for most. I have seen it, um, firsthand, a yeah. couple of guys that I worked with, um, a few years back, um, they got, they got into some problems because mm. their outlet for stress was the bottle. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately that, that affects way more, you know, it's, it's short-term comfort for long-term 
right. uh, um, gain. And they essentially lost quite a bit. Um, and it, you know, there's also, obviously there's other things besides alcohol that aren't good for you to cope with stress, but um, mm-hmm. that's one that I, I have physically seen. Um, yeah, I've heard the same, same issues, same struggles. And sometimes I find that having that conversation, particularly if you know someone likes to party or have some little bit a little bit too much alcohol is sometimes they're not aware that it's a problem so doing that check-in you know and bringing it to their attention and questioning how many you know i had someone recently telling me they were drinking a bottle of wine every night Mm. and they didn't think it was a big deal so we talked about moderation and then other ways to unwind instead of after a 15-hour day going home and having a bottle of wine and just mindlessly. Wait, 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 that, that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And just, you know, so it's again, finding different ways to de-stress, whether it's playing with your kids or going to the park, taking the pets for your dog for a walk or, you know, turning on a video game or music, art. There are so many different things we can do to let it go. And it's just for everybody, it's going to be different. You know, just like you had, sure. Bruce, you know, downloading a mindfulness app, not everybody, that's not going to work for everybody, particularly now knowing you need to do 5,000 hours, <laughs> but there are other ways, art, reading a book, like, and that's one of the things that I appreciate about Ben. Like I noticed he's a, he's a reader, like always thinking, yes you know, doing his due diligence to research. And that's something that he finds enjoyment up in. So, you know, some people don't realize um, there are other ways to manage your stress besides things that are not so healthy, but it's first accepting it and acknowledging that there's an issue there. Um, Because without that acknowledgement, it's not something, you know, that people are going to necessarily change. So... Exactly. So if you're listening to this for the first time, you know, that's kind of what this is going to be about, right? The mindfulness, the, the physical and mental stresses of, of work life. Um, so we want to get to know each other a little better. Um, you know, we, we've behind the scenes have got to know each other a little bit through mm-hmm. just communications and quote unquote interviews with each other. And it's been awesome, but you know, Rhonda kind of give the listeners a, a taste of who you are and where you come from, kind of your, your, your commercial, if you will. Yeah. So I came from a, like a lot of people, a dysfunctional family. And what I've learned is I've always gravitated towards nature exercise, education, career as a way to handle some of the trauma, so to speak, that showed itself throughout my life. And I didn't realize it at the time, but through my education, I've learned for whatever reason, um, school was something that I've always enjoyed, not necessarily for the academia part, but for the health phys ed, art, music, um, home economics classes. So I've always 
enjoyed school, the social interaction, I think, and the active classes. So I had a daughter, a single mother. Um, so I decided to become a teacher. I thought that would be a great way to bridge the enjoyment of being in school with raising a daughter, kind of a way to manage my time. So when I'm working, she would be in school, kind of perfect fit. And I really enjoyed it. Um, so I became a health and phys ed teacher and I worked with mostly at-risk kids first and foremost. So I've always had a strong background working with children, I think again, because my upbringing was a little dysfunctional. I've always looking out for like the underdog or the less fortunate. Sure. I find myself with those groups. Um, so I've spent a good part of my life in education, um, working with high school kids, coaching, soccer, basketball, um, doing work for the American Red Cross. I was a disaster responder, um, volunteer educator, and then worked my way up to the collegiate level, director of fitness and wellness, did quite a few startups of student recreation centers, which is a whole bunch of fun and a lot oh, of- wow. Yeah, so, so that kind of brought me here to Global Trans. Um, I had, a, I had a, some health issues with rheumatoid arthritis and the doctor said, Rhonda, at some point you're gonna need to move to a warmer climate, low <laughs> And sorry about that. So I moved to Arizona and I was working for, I was doing some volunteering for the state with children. And then um, this job at Global Trans came up and I hadn't really considered working in the corporate world, but I came in and I really liked the vision that the team had um, about concerning fostering health and wellness among the employees because of the stress, because of the long hours to try to help the team find that balance. And as someone who enjoys working as well, I found I thought that would be a good mesh, a good transition. And I found that maybe through this position, I would have the opportunity to really make a difference in people's lives versus teaching in an academic setting where students are having to take your class, which I loved all that, but, and I've really found like, sometimes I, I believe that life has its ebbs and flows and you find your way, so to speak, you find your tribe. And I feel like sure. I'm right, I feel like I'm right in the position now where I can make an impact with my team and really help coach, so to speak, uh, people to really start to take their health serious because not everybody does that. And I did not always necessarily do that either. So that's awesome. And I, I'll tell you when, when we first connected, I, I, I had said this several times is kudos to global trans for investing in their employees, health, their mental health, right? Like kind of, kind of explain what you do for global trans. Cause I think it's fantastic. And if, yeah. if, if more companies could do this, it, 
employees' mental health would go through the roof. You know, I know that I would have loved to have had this um, with my previous company. And I, I think this is such a great service that they offer. Um, so go ahead and like kind of give us a, a play-by-play of what you do for Global Trans. Yeah, so I'm kind of dialed back a little bit. So I think the fact that I had done startups before, that's kind of what they were looking for initially. And so I was brought on actually as a vendor. So they didn't have the position within the company itself for me, Mm. but because the partnership went so well, my scope of work was kind of limited. And they knew that my background, my PhD is in behavioral health. So we wanted to open up my scope of work. So they actually created this position for me and brought me on the team. And I was able to work with, we have an on-site clinic here, Global Trans Health Clinic. So we were able to not only expand my scope of work, but now I was able to partner with the clinic. So I work hand in hand. So we'll do biometric screenings of our employees. And then I get to sit down with them and go over their lab and really do a full analysis of where we need to maybe make some changes. And so that means with my position, I am able to do a complete health consultation and everything I'm talking, mental health, physical health, social health, financial health. And then when we find where there's a need, I either will recommend services or provide that through the services that I provide, which includes physical fitness assessments, um, behavioral counseling, nutritional program, programming, personal training, teaching class, um, doing a lot of right now virtual monthly wellness webinars, which is really where we get into the nuts and bolts of fostering that connectedness, even though we're apart and diving into that emotional mental support that the team needs. So it's been amazing. And I'm I'm just, I'm very thankful. I'm very fortunate. That is so cool. I love it. That is, that is such a great service. And again, kudos to Global Transfer uh, recognizing the value of, of the clinic, of, of your services. Um, that's truly a leader in transportation. Yeah, I'm pretty excited too. We just, for 2021, going over goals and, you know, as we are looking at what work looks like going forward, I'm also now excited to be able to offer some of the same services I provide my team to our agents. Mm. So, and that's, and that's as a result of the whole pandemic and networking on LinkedIn. I've gotten to know a lot of our agents, you know, and we're gonna provide them with some support. So cool, so cool. So that's enough about me <laughs> and my rambling. <laughs> Let's hear about you. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, boy, going way, way back, not that I'm that old, but uh, started in uh, transportation as an intern, uh, working for a very large transportation company. Um, and I was, as the intern, my sole job was just to go out and cold call, just prospect, okay. right? Just cold call, oh. that was it. Just making, you know, 100, 130, 140 calls a day. Um, 
and and kind of passing any leads off to to a broker you know mm-hmm. uh for some odd reason fell in love with that thought that that was the coolest thing mm-hmm. ever never growing up in my life that i think i want to be a freight broker when i grow up <laughs> like i didn't even know what it was like but they came to they came to my college i went to morehead state university they came to the to morehead state and uh did a class on transportation 3pl right it was part okay. of my business class and i was like huh you know ten dollars an hour to to do like just make a bunch of phone calls. Sure. That sounds good. I mean, I was pushing <laughs> carts at, at Meyer at the time and uh, it was definitely a pay raise. So I was like, uh-huh. yeah, let's, let's do this. Uh-huh. And then, I mean, call it being twisted or sick minded, but I was like, this is awesome. Like this is, yeah, I can do this. So graduated the, the next year um, and, and started working and, you know, started as a, a logistics coordinator and, and just, you know, learning the ins and outs of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then was presented with an opportunity to, to become a broker, um, jumped right on it and, and grew an account from, you know, I don't want to say it was small, but grew the account into a, a multi-million dollar account, um, slinging freight. You know, uh, I, I was worked with everything from, you know, military freight to pastries to, I mean, car parts, you name it. it you know, I would, if it fit on a truck, I'd move it. Didn't care. Um, but along the way, you know, there's ups and downs, right? You, mm-hmm. you see the peaks and you're, you know, you know, one year you'll do a couple million dollars. The next year you'll do a million. Like, granted, those are good numbers, but even at the, at the, at a top producers level, like there's a lot of stress. Um, Mm. you know, your, your mindset is, is how can I beat next year? How can I, Mm. you know, beat the guy next to me? You always know who's above you and you're always chasing. And, um, you know, I had two little kids, um, not at the same time. I've got a a six-year-old and a four-year-old, but, uh, I, I noticed that, you know, I went through a period of, of uh, depression uh, mm-hmm. and anxiety because of uh, my, not being mindfulness. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where that app came down, but uh, came through, you know, went through some hardships with mental health and um, definitely stented my growth professionally and, and personally. And, uh, you know, I had these two little kids sitting there and I was like, gosh, there, there's more to life for me than than slinging freight, you know, mm. did a great job, successful, made good money. It was, it was fantastic, but you know, I could tell that this, this train was coming to a halt. Mm. Um, and so again, I, I alluded to it earlier, talked with Ben and, and saw the opportunity to kind of share my, mm. my thoughts, my wisdom, my experience with others, but at the same time, um, partner up with Southwestern Consulting who is, you know, they're the oldest direct to consumer company in America. I mean, they, they started off selling Bibles door to door. Um, they have been in the sales performance industry since day one and their techniques and their principles and methodologies just, they, they really resonated with me. Mm. Um, so I started with them and like in the first month, I'll be honest, I learned more about sales in the first month Mm. at this company than than 13 years in transportation. Uh, To say that I've gone through a total transformation since leaving the uh, transportation industry would be an understatement. Um, 
and, and I started working with people, um, you know, coaching individuals in other industries and other um, professions and came to find out that, that sales is, is sales. You know, yeah, we gear towards transportation. We're going to use a lot of our lingo, you know, with work life and the transportation mm-hmm. world. But I mean, it all resonates through whether you're, you know, a mortgage broker, a real estate agent, you know, selling cars, like it's all, it's sales. It's stressful. It's mm-hmm. a, it's that mindset that, mm-hmm. that ties everything together. Um, so I get to work with a bunch of great individuals. Um, all of my coaching clients are fantastic. They're, they're driven. They want to succeed, but at the same time, they, they understand the value of having somebody in their corner who is a practitioner of what they preach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm a coach doesn't mean I'm not selling. I sell every day. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, we're practitioners. So we're, we're in the mud. We're in the, Uh we're in, we're in the trenches. Um, but at the same time, they understand the value of having somebody that's in their corner and having somebody Mm -hmm. that can believe in, in what they're doing. And then at the same time, like hold them accountable. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's an accountability to a level of, you know, working towards their business, pushing themselves past their own self-limiting beliefs. So, I, I, I still like to, to stay in touch with the transportation industry. It's, it's my roots. It's my uh-huh. uh, foundation, if you will. And uh, so just, I haven't looked back though. I haven't looked yeah. back and like, man, I, I really wish I was a broker, right? Because I've, <laughs> I've found my calling. Um, I think I found my calling and, and being a, a sales and leadership coach. And yeah. so that's kind of my story. And yeah. my kids, I tell you, I, to be able to, to work from home and spend mm-hmm. time with them and see, watch them mm-hmm. grow up is, is paramount to, to my happiness. I would imagine looking at your older self and your newer self, so to speak, there's a different feeling. I'm curious to know when you were a broker, broker and making those cold calls or what have you, the difference in your energy level and the way you think like, do you see a difference or I would imagine there's some transferable energy, so to speak? Oh, so it, I, yes, it's <laughs> night and day. So, so, you know, when we talk about brokering freight and making those calls, right. Everybody has their number, right. But most uh-huh. go with like a hundred calls a day, you know, two to three hours of phone time. And, you know, that's what it takes to be successful. I agree with that to an extent. Like that's a, that's a mm-hmm. baseline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, to really understand those numbers. Okay. And, and everybody's at a different place when it comes to your, your skill set. Right. Okay. Like it may take me 25 phone calls mm-hmm. and one hour of phone time to be successful because of, I've got a better skill set than somebody that's fresh in the industry. Mm-hmm. It may take somebody fresh in the industry I mean, honestly, if we reverse engineer those goals and those numbers, it may take them 200 calls and mm-hmm. hours of phone time because their skill set's not there. But to right. understand the why behind making those calls is huge. Okay. So when, when I was starting out, it was like, yeah, you got to make the calls. You got to make the calls. You got to make the calls. So I did just blindly call it ignorance, yeah. but just yes. made the calls, put in the work and, but I work with so many people and I've seen it so many times is they don't understand the why behind mm. those numbers. And those numbers aren't really 
in direct correlation with what they need to do. Um, so in my mindset, it's clear, right? I know mm-hmm. the challenges, I know the the ups and downs and, and I mean, it's definitely an effort and mm-hmm. attitude are the mm-hmm. two things that we can control when we're actually making our calls. Um, if you have a great attitude and you put forth the effort, the results will come. And you know, I always say, it, you know, sometimes now you'll see the results. Often later you'll see results, mm-hmm. but you will always eventually get paid for how hard you work. Um, and keeping that clear mindset of like, okay, I got no's all day today, right? Every no you get is one step closer to a yes, but you got to sharpen your skill set. You've got to be saying the right things. And if you just keep saying the wrong things over and over again, hoping to, you know, it's that the analogy or the uh, uh, term of insanity, you know, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. If you're saying the bad, bad script over and over again, or the bad approach over and over again, expecting to become successful, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's all about leaving yourself open to another person's perspective because yeah. sometimes we're so focused on ourselves, we have blinders concerning different ways to navigate success, you know, and, yep. and sometimes we don't want to admit also that we need some help mm. you know, or we're stubborn and we're so set in our ways or we just have this mentality that, you know, asking for help, that like, that's not cool. Right. But right. really, I mean, as we've learned this year, it's so important to foster those positive relationships and people that can help you become a better you. You know, we're yep. community. We're all connected. And I mean, it's we can all in, we can all better our skill sets. You know, we just have to be open to it and we have to put in the work. You're exactly right. Exactly right. And I, I really believe that having somebody help hold you accountable and really take a vested interest in yourself and you as a person, like a manager is going to manage a group of 10, 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 people. Their bandwidth isn't large enough to know each individual's person's why their energy, their, you know, what makes them tick, what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, you know, so if, if you're, if you're sitting there thinking, man, it would be awesome to have, you know, somebody really dig into me and, and help me with my accountability, help me with my skill set. Mm. I, I challenge you. I, I truly challenge you to reach out um, and, and find that person. It may be a mentor. It mm-hmm. may be a, another manager in a, a different department. Mm-hmm. It could be a coach. Um, but I challenge you to really step outside that comfort zone and, and ask for that assistance. Um, it's, it's something that I wish I would have done, uh, earlier in my life. Um, but you know, honestly, coaching and transportation is, is something that's new. Uh, I coach people in all sorts of different industries and almost everybody's got a coach. It's just part of the deal. Like you're a mortgage broker and you want to, you want to sell more, you want to have better referral partners. Like you Mm -hmm. get a coach, right? Transportation. It's like, no, I'm good. It's a lot of, a lot of people that are, nope, I'm good. I've been doing this a long time. I'm good. You know, but anyways, that's enough about that. 
part of this podcast is we want to have, you know, action items that people can actually go out and practice what we're talking about. Um, and what we'll do is with, with these action items is we're going to set an action item and then talk about our experiences. Yes. Our experiences, we're going to get raw <laughs> and real, uh, but our experiences and, and how we were able to grow each and every week. So Rhonda, what, what would be a good action item for the first show? Well, I'm thinking since you mentioned your meditation app, we should all take a shot at the meditating and you don't need an app. Um, it could be something as simple as when you're walking or sitting or in the morning or at night or what have you, just allowing yourself for five minutes to be present with your thoughts. So one of the easiest things to do is maybe focus. I'm giving given suggestions. You can pick whatever you like. Maybe close your eyes and envision someone you love, you care about. Or if you're outside, just sitting on a bench, looking up at the sky. And the idea is to just be present with your thoughts and try not to think about anything else except that one particular thing, that person or that sky or what have you. And notice if your mind drifts and goes somewhere else, notice when that happens and then just try to bring it back to whatever it is that you're focusing on. Focusing on. That's, the, that's the whole idea of meditation. It's not to quiet your mind, it's to be aware of your mind, observant of your thoughts. So I think that would be the best best way for people to start. I mean, it could be even listening to a, a song that you enjoy and closing your eyes and being present with that song. And then when that five minutes is over, do a self-analysis. How do you feel? Are your shoulders relaxed? Is your face relaxed? Is your jaw relaxed? Is your body relaxed? Mm, yeah. Are you, are you, do you feel slower? Are things moving slower for you? Are your thoughts slower? Has your heart rate gone down? Is that tension maybe you're feeling? Is it gone? That's what it's all about. What do you think? That's awesome. So I know when I tried meditating in the past, you're <laughs> right. Like the thoughts, you know, you, you try to focus on one thing and then, let, let's be honest, we, our <laughs> minds, my mind never stops running and it's really difficult. And I think that's probably why I stopped doing this because other thoughts were coming in my mind all the time. And I'm trying mm -hmm. to focus on, like you said, that one person you love, that one thing. And um, next thing you know, like, oh, the trash bills do. Oh, wait, I got to go get gas. Or, oh, did my wife pick up milk on the way home? Like all these other thoughts come traveling in and it is, it's very difficult to, to stay focused on that one thing. So what I, what I did was I wrote that one thing down on a piece of paper mm. and I just stared at it and that helped, that helped. Um, but well, still thinking about that thing. Yeah. 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 But it, it, I, awesome. I love it. Love I think it. that's a great, great action item. And I'm definitely going to, to embrace it and, and just spend five minutes um, each morning, meditating and, and trying to channel all of my thoughts into one particular thing and, yeah. and then just journal down real quick. 
how do I feel? Do I feel right. sluggish? Do I feel mm-hmm. relieved? Am I present with what I'm doing today? Um, and do you feel happy? How do you yes. feel? Yeah. Um, awesome. So we will, we'll share our experiences in the next podcast and uh, I'm excited. <laughs> any last words for our first podcast ever? I think this is going to be an amazing experience for everyone listening. The one thing I've learned, as you can account to, Bruce, is this year we've really learned how important it is to make time to take care of our health and, you know, and to do due diligence in on our in our lives to make sure that everybody that we associate with are also making that a priority. So collectively, we can all be the most successful that we can be and be happy and enjoy life. Exactly, exactly. And I'm gonna leave everybody with one last thought. And it's a quote that I just absolutely love. And it's whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Take care, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out, everybody. That wraps up this episode of Work-Life 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.